Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast. On this show, we take a relational approach to turning readers into fans by using expensive words based on our emotions to write compelling stories. This way, instead of finding customers who read, we find friends and fans who will go on any storytelling path with us as we walk down the winding roads that make up our author journeys. Get ready to learn more about writing the story of your heart right now on Writing Expensive Words. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast, also live on YouTube under Kristen and Spencer's YouTube channel. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about how to embrace the uncomfortable, what it means, and how it might just be your superpower. So whenever you learn something new or try something really difficult, you're putting yourself in a position where you are likely to feel uncomfortable. But if you're willing to take that risk and to uh, embrace the come fast, go fast nature of what uncomfortable is, then that is going to set you apart from everyone else. So I wanted to talk about this because I was going through um, Susie Moore's uh, Slay Your Confidence. Slay Your Confidence course? Something, it has the word confidence and slay in it. But uh, why would you want to slay your confidence? That has to be wrong. I'll have to figure out uh, what the title of that course is. But I was going through it and she was saying that the, uh, the thing about being willing to be uncomfortable is that not a lot of people are willing to do it. And if you remember that feeling ashamed or feeling uncomfortable or feeling sad or feeling disappointed in yourself, all of those things are momentary and they're feelings and they go away eventually. uh, As long as you don't sit there and like pick at them and think about them all the time. Right? So if you are willing to be uncomfortable you're automatically going to jump ahead of a ton of different people who refuse to be uncomfortable. And I thought that's such a really uh, important lesson for life. But you know what else it's important for is writing. Because writing as a career, writing as a hobby, writing at all ever is basically one long (laughs) path of uncomfortable moments until you get to the spot where you're like, oh, now I know how to do this. Now I know how to do that. I can take this. And even then, there's going to be uncomfortable moments. A few episodes ago, we talked about how to deal with reviews. And what are reviews? Reviews are high highs and low lows, right? There are potential awful moments, uncomfortable moments, every time you go to look at what a new review says, which is why I don't do that anymore. So we need to think about what, what's the benefit and what uncomfortable moments are we looking at when we're writing. And as you know, this podcast is about writing expensive words, which means not only are we making ourselves uncomfortable with the general idea of writing, but we're making ourselves uncomfortable uh, all the time. <laughs> Because we're pushing ourselves to use words that mean something to us. And that is uncomfortable. And we've talked about emotional stamina and how do you have that when you're writing expensive words on this show before. But I want to talk about 
what it means uh, to be able to embrace that uncomfortable feeling, to work through it, to move past it, and how that's going to make your writing so much better, and how it's going to keep you from quitting writing if writing is what you love, which if you're listening to the show, I assume that writing is what you love. Okay, so uh, in general, not many people are willing to feel uncomfortable, which is something that happens to writers all of the time. And I want to think about the different steps of feeling uncomfortable in writing. The first step is like getting past the blank page, right? That's what every writer talks about, the dreaded blank page. And for me, I don't dread the blank page because by the time I get to where I can sit and write that page, I already have a super streamlined system that I've filled out all these different things that tell me exactly what it is I'm going to write now. So I don't have to be afraid of the front of the dreaded blank page. But when I first started writing, I definitely was. I didn't have all these systems that I created over the last 10 years in order to face that blank page. And so I had to be willing to be uncomfortable. And that's what you do too. Unless, of course, you want my systems, which you can go to literarysymmetry.com forward slash free and get the worksheets that I still use on every project that I write. Uh, so because I just want to help you. <laughs> but even then, you're going to fill out the worksheets, you're going to have all these ideas, and you're going to say, okay, now I need to channel these into some kind of coherent story. And so when you first start writing, you do your best, you put your awesome words out there. And then you read them a month later and you're like, oh no, they're not that good. And you start to feel uncomfortable. And then you have to show them to someone else because that's really the only way to get better, right? Is either to go to a writing group, get critiqued or to work with an editor. Or if you want a shortcut, you can go to literarysymmetry.com forward slash story filters. And that's going to take you through where you can get my write this way class, uh, which is I made it because I hated all that. I hated critiquing. I hated like not knowing what I was doing right and what I was doing wrong. And so I took all the things I learned as an editor, now as a certified copy editor, and I put it into that class, okay? But if you don't want to take the class, then you're going to have to face the fact that you have to show your work to someone else before you understand what you're doing wrong. And that feels uncomfortable. That feels bad, <laughs> Because it's like you're exposing yourself. You're like, here are these things I made. They're from my heart. Uh, and it was hard to put them here. And now I'm going to let you tell me why they're all wrong. But that's the way that traditionally writing is taught, right? I'm trying to change that. But for now, that's the way it is. And so you have to face the fact that you're going to be uncomfortable when you start. You're going to be uncomfortable when you show someone else, when you reread it yourself. You're going to be uncomfortable when you finally get your work finished, even when it's edited and you've worked with the editor, which also feels uncomfortable at first because you're paying someone to tell you what's wrong with your book. And even though they're helping you, that still stings a little bit. But one of my clients that I've been working with for a while now, uh, I was talking to her about it and I was like, I'm so proud of you, you know, for getting through this process. And, you know, you didn't even seem that upset when I was like, because I gave her so many corrections, but she needed it, right? And she knew she needed it. And she's like, you know, I had my days where I was mad at you, <laughs> but she's like, I had to ask myself, do I trust this person that they know what's best for my story? 
and will taking this out or changing this make my story better? And she's like, every time I said yes, and so I was willing to change it. So she was willing to face that head on and to be uncomfortable in that moment so that she could get through the entire project, which is finished now. And she's just getting her website up. I'm really excited for her and for her book. It's going to come out soon. Uh, and I'm trying to help her just do like a soft launch because it's the first book in a series. And if you want to write fiction to make money, you have to write more than one book. And that's uncomfortable because you put all this work into your first book and then you publish it and kind of nothing happens. And even if you push all kinds of ads and spend a lot of money, usually nothing really happens. You don't see profit until usually book number three. Uh, according to a lot of people in the industry who are testing this out constantly. And so you, it's like a delayed, like it's this like long, uncomfortable thing where you're like, okay, I came up with the story idea. That was hard. I wrote the book. That was hard too. Then I helped, then I gave it to someone else who helped me like mangle it into the better existence uh, that it could have had, you know? And that also is uncomfortable. And I have to publish it and not have a ton of people buy it. That's uncomfortable. So you, you, if you want to be a writer, you kind of need to make, uh, you need to embrace the uncomfortable. You need to make uncomfortable feelings your friends because you know that these feelings are temporary. But not only that, they're going to lead you to the next thing, which is further along on your writing journey, right? So it's... It's one of those things where if you want to be a writer, you just kind of have to get into this mode where you're like, I know that this feeling, this yucky, horrible thing I feel that makes my chest hurt or makes me sweat or makes me want to cry uh, is not going to last forever. And so you, d you don't want to say no to feeling uncomfortable because you want to get to the next thing. And that's why you're going to be ahead if you just can get it into your mind that feeling uncomfortable is temporary. I can get through it. I can do this. And then you're going to be able to do the hard things that, you know, there's like this long line. Like, let's say there's like a horizontal line of 100 people. Okay. And they all want to write a best-selling novel. All right. How many people do you know who would love to sell a best-selling novel, uh, to write a best-selling novel? And then as these hundred people are walking straight, the path starts to get narrower and narrower and they're kind of all shoving. And there are going to be some people in that group of a hundred people who are like, you know what? I don't want this that badly. Like I don't, I'm not willing to be shoved and bumped into a wall and all of these things in order to get to to where I can connect with readers through my writing, which should be the goal of your writing, right? Not to be like, I'm a bestseller because uh, as an Amazon bestseller in multi-categories, I can tell you that it feels pretty awesome for about five seconds. And then you just have to keep going and keep working because guess what? It doesn't stay like that. No book stays like that unless you have a perennial bestseller. And perennial bestsellers are like magic beans. Like if they exist, we don't know how they get to where they are able to produce the beanstalk, right? <laughs> I don't know. Did that make sense? 
So we don't, like, there's no, like, formula for this is how you write a perennial bestseller. I know that because I've seen lots of people say, look, if you just do X, Y, and Z, you are going to have a perennial bestseller, an evergreen novel that's going to bring you a ton of business. It's going to make you super famous. It doesn't work that way, okay? <laughs> Maybe people like Hal Elrod, they they did it one time and it worked for them, but I don't see a ton of people following Hal Elrod's method, uh, or, which we can see through the self-publishing school, right? Um, which I went through. And then all these people are coming out with like these evergreen perennial bestsellers. I don't see that. Uh, maybe, yeah, they're topping the category bestseller list for Amazon, but that's not the same thing. And that's a lot of work. So there's no guarantee, right, that at the end of your journey that you're going to have an evergreen book, that you're going to have an unlimited amount of business based on the books that you've written. So why do we do it? We do it for connection. But sometimes connecting with people is also uncomfortable because there will be people out there who no matter how hard you work, how much time you put in, the you know, you've hired the best editor, you've hired the best cover designer, you've done literally everything, and there will still be people out there who don't like your book because it doesn't hit the tropes they want, or they're not part of your readership. They don't fall under what your reader avatar describes. Uh, and, and a reader avatar is someone who represents the type of person who would read your story. So you have to be able to get your bumps in the line as you're going toward that narrow, narrower path with all these people who say that they want to write and keep going. And you can't do that if every time something difficult happens, you kind of shut down and say, I don't want to feel this anymore. But what you can do is you can use those uncomfortable feelings and plug them into your writing because that is going to help your relatability because everyone understands that feeling uncomfortable is painful and it's not something that they want to do on a regular basis. But another thing that you can do in your writing because you've faced uh, you faced and embraced the uncomfortable, is you can have these themes of hope for the future, which I, I sincerely hope that you have for your life, for your writing career. But I also encourage you, let that show up in your writing because people love that. They want hope. And if you're struggling right now and, you, and if you're like, Kristen, I can't keep being uncomfortable. I would encourage you. I want you to have hope that you can get through the uncomfortable moment and move on to the next thing. I believe in you. I know that you can do it. And when you are willing to do this, I promise things are going to change because you're going to be in a club of people who don't take no for an answer. You're going to bypass all those people on the path who are behind you who got too uncomfortable and who were unwilling to keep going and you're going to be the one who keeps going. And I think the Susie Moore course is called Slay with Confidence, which makes way more sense than Slay Your Confidence, which would mean to kill your confidence. Uh, and she had it on sale. I don't think it's on sale anymore. But even if it's not on sale, it's a great course. I love Susie Moore. I'm going to be implementing a lot of her stuff in my own business in the next year. And I hope that this uh, episode has encouraged you to keep going to realize that feelings are only temporary 
And you know what you have at the end of this long stream of uncomfortable feelings when you're writing your first book and you're writing your first series? You have something tangible. You have a story. And storytelling has the potential to change the world. It is never too late to write the story of your heart. I hope you have a happy writing week this week, and I will talk to you later. Happy writing. This has been another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast with me, your host, Kristen Spencer. I'd love to hear your amazing writing thoughts and questions from your awesome writing brain. You can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer or at literary symmetry. Or you can email me at kns at literarysymmetry.com. This podcast is funded by awesome listeners like you. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it rolling, you can head over to www.patreon.com forward slash expensive words. You can keep all of my hosting and software needs going for the show by donating less than what it costs for one fancy cup of tea a month. And to be eligible to join writing coaching calls with me, check out the $12 a month sponsorship. You will get to ask me questions live about the story of your heart once a month and meet other cool writers. Thanks again for listening and happy writing.